You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, we are back with another podcast. We have a really practical topic today that I think a lot of people will get something out of. We're going to be talking about if you're trying to work out at home and you're going to set up your own gym space and equipment, what do you need? What's the most important? What should you be focused on? So on and so forth. So we got a lot of stuff to get to based on our experience and and our opinions on all this stuff. Um, we we got a new location. We're down in the basement today, <laughs> trying something new. It's got amazing acoustics down here. Um, the dogs are locked in their cage upstairs, so we don't have to worry about them. Um, it's been a really good. It's been a good week. We're recording this midweek. Um, we have a lot of new clients lately, both from uh, a new group starting body. This week, we have a lot of new personal or custom, custom program clients. clients that are doing really good. So, and we have a new built member. We have a new built member starting today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, all good things. It's just it's exciting to get to start with new people. And yeah. I, I know you enjoy getting to see their pets <laughs> and all their videos. So, a lot of good stuff going on. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to before we get into the topic, thank our sponsor <clears throat> for the week. Um, I actually alluded to this company in the last podcast, but we actually landed the deal in between then and now. We're sponsored by Renfo Home Products. <laughs> it's R-E-N-P-H-O. Now, I don't remember how we found this company. We definitely stumbled upon them on Amazon yeah. somehow, but I don't know if somebody recommended them to us. But so far, we have their little handheld massager yeah. thing that like that kind of thing, which I highly recommend over the expensive Theragun yeah. version. Remember? Yeah, that's yeah. Eric? That's why we, yeah, we got, we got the, <laughs> the like the cheaper Rimco version, and I think that's how we found the company. Yeah, it's like got the little pinpoint things. Like it, it really does help. Yeah, it feels good. Um, but why is it better than the six hundred dollar? Oh my Theragun? gosh, it's so loud. The Theragun is so loud. I had a guy at my gym have one and I would be like you take that outside <laughs> like no one wants to hear that it was it's it's a it lost sound like it's a power a, tool it's a power tool with yeah. a like massager head on it it's very weird it was ridiculous I think supposedly they have some new models where it's um less Quiet. but we, we did a funny story we had a friend that guy the guy a guy that went to our gym and he made one himself <laughs> out of, right. literally out of a jigsaw jigsaw with a tennis ball on the end yeah he yep. He just epo- as loud. I think he epoxied a golf ball yeah, onto yeah, an actual blade. <laughs> it's like, it was, I hope that yeah, never comes off. It was scary. It was okay, scary. so we have the handheld <laughs> massager. We have the... Uh, the scale. That was, yeah, that's the di- really how we found the Yeah, scale. that's right. The digital scale. This is a cool <laughs> scale because it measures a lot of things other than your weight, which yeah. who, who really cares if they're accurate or not. It's cool to watch how they trend. But yeah. you open the app on your phone in the morning when you weigh Uh and when you get on the scale it automatically transfers it over to your phone via bluetooth which is cool but it's funny because i use you can also like use the app on your watch 
And so you just click the app on your watch and you step on the scale and it records it for you into your phone. But for some reason, it messes up because every day Jonathan gets on the scale and says, it shows him yeah. the, my weight from yesterday and it says, are you Blakely? Yeah, <laughs> every day how to clear that out. And then we also have the the foot massager. You just put your yeah. feet on it and it rubs them. And then lastly, we have the fake version of the Normatec boots. From Not this lastly, company. they also make pillows. We have their oh, bed yeah. pillows. <laughs> We're keeping this company in business. The next thing I want to get is like the thing where it like purifies the air. Why not? Like, Big yeah. fan of the Renfo the company. Renfo company. All right, so okay. we're happy to have them on board. So yeah, yeah. If somebody from Renfo is listening, send us some more stuff for free. All right, so let's get into the topic. So there's a lot of people who either can't or won't or don't want to go to the gym right now for right. various reasons. I actually think there's a lot of people who weren't even exercising before the, all this stuff with lockdowns yeah. and gyms closing who are now starting to want to exercise and well, they you, can't you, buy you know, equipment. You prioritize your health when something like this happens and it's like, you know, the whole time it's been, if you are a healthy person, you know, if you have a high immune system, you know, yeah. all these like, all these health markers they're throwing out there, you're the least likely to get sick from this or if you do get sick from this, from have a bad case from it. So yeah. it's definitely a time where people are prioritizing their health yeah. and fitness and I, it's great. And a lot of people, I see our clients and other people on Instagram like working out in these gyms with masks on, yeah, which is seems fun. like seems like a challenge. Yeah, um, yeah. I had a friend tell me he's like, "Have you tried it?" And I was like, "Thank, thank goodness we don't have to do it." And he's like, "It's awful. Like I have to, just, you know, you can't breathe in it." Yeah, yeah. So for all those reasons, a lot of people are trying to train at home. Yeah. And we've been lucky enough, even when we owned a gym, to have garage gym where we lived, and we have one now. It's the only place we work out. So we have some experience setting up garage gyms and we're not just going to talk about garages but uh, we kind of know what you need and we can give you some tips on how to set it up for optimal efficiency and some companies that you can trust as far as equipment goes so we're going to kind of break this down in two different ways we're going to give you what we think is like the dream list as if you could just go online or to a store in your town and buy whatever you wanted and they just had everything because eventually you know, supply will catch up with demand and you will be able to buy things. Mm-hmm. You can go back and listen to this episode then. And then we're going to we're gonna give you some prices as far as that goes also. And then we're going to go into a more practical list of like what is the minimum amount of stuff that you can buy now you might be able to find mm-hmm. um, and still make a bunch of progress or even, you know, join one of our programs and be able to, to do everything with. So that's kind of the, that's the game plan. All right, let's go. So we're going to talk about the dream list first. Mm-hmm. So... Again, this is if you could buy everything, here's what you Or not just, not if you could buy everything, or like if you're going to, I know I want to work out in my garage or basement space, like I'm going to start collecting the equipment I need, and it might take years to get it or afford it or find it all, but this, I think this would be good for yeah. someone who knows they want to prioritize their health and fitness, and they know they want to make a space. Yeah. Just when can I find it, and what can I get? So if you're, if you're driving, <clears throat> don't do this, but if you're at home listening to this or watching this on YouTube, grab a pen and some paper and take some notes. So, <laughs> so the first thing is a rack. Yeah. This is a, a squat rack, but it can also be used for overhead pressing, bench pressing, um, and sometimes they have pull-up bars right. attached to them. So there's two types. There's a squat rack and a power rack. And do you want to go ahead and go into the differences of those? Yeah. Okay. So um, a squat rack um, is, is the one where it just has the, the two bars 
and the clips for your barbell. Two and uprights. Two uprights and like a frame. Um, and if so, if you get one of those, you want to then get safeties so that if you need to bail out of a squat, there's something to catch the bar. The power rack is the one where it looks like a cage where you're going to squat inside of it. That's the one that most likely will have a pull-up bar on the top, and it'll have the safeties built in. Yeah, so the safeties are like if you buy a cheap squat stand, it's going to be an accessory you probably have to buy, yeah. and it'll slide into the same holes on the squat rack that the, the clips that the bar rests on. They'll just be down lower. Um, and we recommend anybody who's squatting any amount of weight, especially if you're doing bench pressing alone, alone to yeah. always have safeties. And if you're in the power rack, like Blickley was talking about, to work inside of it so that you're mm-hmm. in a safe position. And I was just talking with one of um, our clients about this, but like getting used to the safeties is, is a mental challenge in itself. I won't sidebar for too long, but like there's so many times I've seen where someone needs to use the safeties. They've never squatted before they're going for a weight where they need them and then they freeze and they can't do it with the safeties in place. So if you're going to get, you know, get all set up, learn how to squat with the safeties in the right place so that if you ever need them, they're there and you don't freak out when they are there. Cause I, I'll do the same thing. I try to use them just recently and I was like, I can't squat. You get afraid. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. Another option on the squat racks are the kind that attach to a wall yes. and then fold out. A lot of most of the companies make these now. So when you're not using them, the two arms fold up against the wall, so you can still park in your garage. Mm-hmm. And then typically they'll have a pull-up bar across the top, also that kind of stabilizes yeah. the whole thing. So that's an option. So let's talk about price on that. All yeah. of these kind of ideas. So, so price varies because quality varies. You know, yes. there's light duty, which are usually thinner gauge metal and. Um, the actual posts are smaller in diameter. Do you use diameter when you talk about rectangles? <laughs> anyway, so there's some of them are like an inch by an inch. Some are two inches by two inches, three inches. So anyway, a general rule of thumb to use for what you're going to spend on a decent squat rack is between 275 and 450. And then for a four post power rack that you're going to squat or whatever inside yeah. of is going to be closer to like 500 to 1,000. And that's a wide range for the same reason, just because the quality really varies. But one thing to consider there is like if you were just getting the squat rack, you would then not have a pull-up bar. You would then not have the safeties. The extra purchases might end up to be as much as the power rack. I mean, we're not pro-power rack. We don't have a power rack. We have a squat rack, but just things to consider like that. And and a power rack, since it has four posts, is going to take up more space in the garage, for sure, or the room, wherever you have it. Yep. Okay, so that's what we recommend for, for that. Okay. Next thing you're definitely going to need in your dream list is a bench mm-hmm. to do things like bench press, any kind of dumbbell, work. dumbbell work. You use it to brace yourself when you're doing things like you rows. You use it for a box to jump on. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> benches. Price range. Yeah. there's They range because some you buy and you put together yourself. Some are welded and already put together. Some the pads are nicer, but um, spend between 100 and $200 on a bench. There's no reason to get the most expensive one, but don't get one that's uh, super, super low end also. Okay. Um, one more tip is you can make your own bench also out of a 2 by 12 that you can get at Home Depot for 12 or $15. Um, it's about the same width. You just need to have some skills of being able to cut it and screw it together, and mm-hmm. you need to make some braces so that the legs are stable, but, um, you know, when you had the gym, we were short on benches sometimes, yeah, and we'd just, use the seating benches we had around the gym made, us, right, made from 2 by 12s And I know we yeah. have some clients that have homemade benches yeah. also. Okay, next is going to be a barbell, but I'm going to say 
don't go buy a barbell without the plans to get a rack. Yeah. The squat rack. Because don't, you know, so a lot of people think like they can get the barbell and the plates and be able to squat, to press, to deadlift, to bench press. The only thing you're going to do with this barbell is to bench press and some curls. I'm yeah. sorry, not bench press. It's to deadlift, deadlift. and some curls. <laughs> like, I've, you know, I've had a couple of clients go through this where they get the barbell. You know, you have to be able to get it on your back safely. You have to be able to get it to the front rack to press it. We quickly get to those weights where we're not able to. So yeah. if you're going in for the bar, if you're going in for the barbell, go ahead and go for the squat rack. Yeah, too. totally agree. Okay. So, so barbells are available in two main sizes right 45 pounds and 35 pounds the 35 pounds is the women's bar generally a, a smaller diameter mm-hmm. um handle what do you call it the bar <laughs> the yeah bar, the yeah. bar is, is a smaller diameter make it make it easier for the women to grip yeah um and then if you're going to be doing anything like cleans and snatches and that kind of stuff you're going to want to make sure that the collars those are the outer sections of the bar where the weights slide on that they spin freely. Some of the cheaper bars, they either don't spin at all or they barely spin, which will be a problem if you're going to do those kinds of lifts. So um, check that. If, you know, if you're getting the barbells from like a good company like Rogue, they're gonna classify these barbells into the type of barbells they are. Are they a power lifting barbell? barbell? Are they Olympic lifting barbell? Are they a general use barbell? Right. And the general use barbell, kind of like I had those at the gym, they're good for everything, for the power lifts. For the Olympic lifts. Yeah, nine times out of ten that a general use barbell will serve all your purposes. And some examples of those would be, um, like from Rogue, it'd be the Echo Bar uh, or the Ohio Bar. Mm -hmm. Or if you're searching for one of those uh, 35-pound ladies' bars, they call it the Bella Bar. Um, So those are good options. And... Well, we can mention they also do make a 15-pound training bar. Yeah. So that is good to have. I had those at my gym. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to load plates of the correct size but at, with a lighter barbell mm-hmm. so it's good as learn mo- yeah, movements on also for sure you can get like you know 65 75 pounds to get high off the ground and not have to worry about having small plates on there yeah i would say if if you are going to try to do anything less than 65, 65 pounds, pounds then look at getting a training bar yeah um but it's kind of a luxury yeah but so anyway, spend some money on your barbell because it really should last you a long time with proper care and and not abusing it. Mm-hmm. So expect to spend between two and three hundred dollars to get a decent barbell. Okay. And you know the clips and all that stuff. Right. Okay, moving on. If you have a barbell, you're going to want some weight to put on the barbell. Mm-hmm. So there's a few different kinds of weights. There's metal, iron plates. And then there's what we call bumper plates. These can be made from urethane or from rubber or some other composite material. There's so many companies that make them now. But the deal is with bumper plates is all the plates are the same diameter no matter how much they weigh. Right. So a 45-pound plate is the same diameter as a 10-pound plate. The right. only thing Just different is they're the thinner. Yes. So what's the big deal with this? Well, it means that you can deadlift from the floor with the bar at the appropriate height. Starting with 10 pound plates on the bar. With even 10s and, on yes. it, right. So that's one of the advantages to bumper plates. For sure. Also, if you're gonna be doing, you know, anything where you're dropping the bar mm-hmm. from anywhere, really, <laughs> Blakely doesn't even like it when I deadload with the metal plates because yeah, they make so much loud. noise and probably the neighbors don't like it either. Um, so if you have access to bumper plates, even if you're not doing the Olympic lifting, it's just kind of nice. Yeah. Because it keeps all the weights at the same height. 
again, it, you know, if we're going for the dream list here, like I have a couple clients going through this too, where they have the plates that are the different diameters. And so, you know, we're not quite yet to ready to deadlift 135. So we're struggling with the height of the barbell mm-hmm. off the ground. Like when we start a deadlift, the, the bar should be at the mid shin. It shouldn't be lower than that. So we're having to find things to build up the barbell with these smaller diameter plates on them. So, so definitely the, I would recommend the, the high temp plates the, yeah. over the metal plates for that reason. It yeah, just the, makes life easier. The brand that we, I mean, granted we've only had one brand, but that's because <clears> they are known to be super high quality and last a long time, but they're high temp HI dash T-E-M-P, and then a lot of companies will rebrand them. Rogue sells them and Cap Fitness, but High Temp is the company out of Alabama that makes them. Um, But, you know, it's also nice to have the cast iron plates too, especially because you can find them used more often than you can. Mm -hmm. Bumper plates, so having a mixture is Yeah, we use the cast iron for like loading like fives and two and a halves onto... Yeah. Okay, so here here would be our recommendations for what weights to actually buy, regardless Mm -hmm. of what brand you get. Um... We'd recommend you get a pair of 45-pound plates, a pair of 25-pound plates, two pairs of 10-pound plates, two pairs of 5-pound plates, and two pairs of 2.5-pound plates. Now, I left out the 15s, which is a common size, and I left out the 35. 35s, which is a common size also. But not necessary right. in, yeah, as you're building up. Right. Even, even in the dream list, you can get by. Yeah without those in this list so i would say 30 i I do really like the 15s 15s are are useful for women you get that bar with a nice sturdy but it's a a lot more sturdy plate than a 10 and you can you know start your barbell at 65 and build from there that's true um 35 i would say is the least used plate even when i owned a gym that was probably the least used plate so if you were going to drop something drop the 35 yeah whether they're bumper plates or not 35s are pretty useless so um, it doesn't really matter as far as cost goes. I looked it up right now. Both of these are selling for about $2.50 a pound. Okay. So get ready to spend some money on weights. But again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're working out at home, these are going to last you forever. Forever, yeah. And like I said, searching for weights used is a good idea. Yeah. I know used stuff yeah. is hard to find right now. <laughs> right. All right, so I think that covers okay. weight plates. So we got a squat rack or power rack. We got a bench. We got a barbell. And we got plates. Collars. Get some collars. Some oh, clips. clips. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, clips are pretty easy They're to find, easy I feel like, yeah. even even nowadays. Yeah. Those are probably no more than 10 to $15 yeah. per pair. Yeah, you don't have to go crazy some. on the expensive ones. They have them for pretty cheap. Yeah. Get some of those. Okay. All right. Let's move so on to another there. another one that adds up to some money. These are dumbbells. All right. All, everybody, everybody looking for dumbbells everybody right now. Dumbbells. Okay. Yes. So let's talk about the different kind. The kind okay. that we use and we have in our garage and always had at the gym were the rubber hex dumbbells. And they called that mm-hmm. just because the shape of the, the weight on the end. Uh, and these go all the way from five to 150 pounds. Okay. Um, the other kind would be the, this, the old school cast iron ones that you see on the racks at commercial also gyms. Also hex, usually. They yeah. have those in hex yeah. and yeah. round. Um, and then comes the adjustable yeah. kind, which adjustable can mean it's just like you buy just the handle and then you buy the plates and you slide them on and clip them just right. like you would a miniature barbell. Right. Or there's the brands that make the selectable ones now where they sit on a special rack, you turn a dial or slide a lever, and then when mm-hmm. you pull it off, that amount of weight stays attached to the handles. Yep. These things look like transformers. They do, it's like, but it, they're useful yeah. for sure. It's like, is that... 
100 pounds on that thing or is it five? I can't tell because it's, it's throwing me off. But, okay, so... Let's so, the, what about the pros and cons of all these yeah, different things? Yeah, the pros and cons. I mean, you know, in, in a perfect world and if you had unlimited space, I would go with the rubber hex dumbbells. The benefits are you can do things on the floor like renegade rows and stuff and they don't spin. They're very sturdy. Um, you can When you have multiple weights that you're doing like in a workout circuit, you don't have to worry about changing that... Yeah. Thing. So having you know having one dumbbell with the with the adjustable can can kind of cause you some issues there. Um, again, like just like the plates, they'll last forever. So once you get once you get one, as long as you don't drop them. I was about to say the reason forever. you like the rubber ones is because you like to drop them. I don't drop them. <laughs> don't ever drop them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and they're and they're just they're they're better in size that like he like he was saying those adjustable ones they're very useful it's like one pair of dumbbells on your ground and and it can be from i don't know the low as low as it goes but they usually go to like 52 and a half each yeah it might go from like 10 I think to like from like seven and a half pounds so, so, yeah. to 52 and a half so i mean as far as like not taking up a lot of space awesome just a little awkward just in the shape and but, you might save a little bit of money if you buy the selectable one um i think those are about uh-huh. three to four hundred dollars depending on the brand and you got the whole set. You got eight, eight to fifty-two and a half pounds. Right, and then yeah. if you were to go buy any of the other non-adjustable right. ones, really, regardless of what they're made out of, they're going to be about two dollars and fifty cents a pound. We we, got lucky. Like we bought the we bought them for like sixty-nine cents a pound when we bought most yeah. of ours. So okay, it's time to sell. Yeah. But um, but let's talk about what weights we recommend that okay. when men and women get. Yeah. So women um, starting from around eight, eight to ten, all the way up to a fifty, and then pair and pairs. pair and pair. Um, you could, I mean, you could start with just building up to about thirty, and then build your collection, especially as you get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then men from about the fifteen to seventy-five in pairs. Yeah, and you're that's not, the dream list. That's the dream list. So we usually go like you know, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five. And then you can start skipping, like, the 50, 65, the 65, 75. 75. You know, then you can start getting up, getting up higher. Yeah. Like, skipping every five for a while. Like, you know. Yeah. You always do more reps if you can't get a heavier weight. <laughs> yeah. So that's our thought on, on dumbbells. Okay. Um, get ready to spend a little bit of money on those these days. Okay, since we're on the dream list, let's talk about kettlebells. Kettlebells, yes. Yeah, we talked about this one, whether or not to include it, but it's a super useful conditioning sure. tool. I, I, yeah, it's very I versatile. Include, I would include it. Um, yeah. Most of these are just going to be cast out of mm-hmm. steel and then powder coated. Um, and just ha- and having one per size is perfect. Like, yeah. Yeah. You having, don't necessarily need pairs. Yeah, I and mean, you get two kettlebells. You could get you know a medium medium weight and a heavy weight for yourself and you'd be set yeah so what would you say like on the dream list what sizes like a male and female um would, women would have? women would would use like you know they have an 18 a 26 and a 35 and that's kind of like the beginning range for women and then for men like the 26 the 35 there is a 45 which is very useful actually mm-hmm. and then a 53 so Anywhere between 18 and 53 is that is that general range, and then of course there is a 70. I mean, you can go you can mm-hmm. go above as high as you want with those kettlebells. But um, I would say if you were gonna, if like a woman was gonna if a woman was gonna buy two, I'd go for a 26 and a 35, and if a man was gonna buy two, I'd go for a 35 and a 53. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, you can kind of spend as much or as little as you want on these, depending how fancy. 
yeah. you want to get. I don't see a lot of reason to get fancy with, no. you know, like rubber coatings and stuff like that. Right. Just get something and try to keep it clean so that it doesn't mm-hmm. rust. Um, and it, I, go ahead. I was going to say the price on these is about $1.50 a pound. Okay. I would look at um, how they're made. Like, so... The, as the smaller the, the weight on the kettlebell gets, the kettlebell itself should get smaller. So you don't want something with a giant handle that's hard to grip. And it, and it only weighs, you know, in that 26 to 35 pound range. So if it's a good quality manufacturer of these, the, the kettlebell will decrease in size as the weight goes down and as will the handle. Some of these handles can be awkward and if they don't make them right, they'll rub your hand the wrong way. So I would just look into how they're made a little bit. Yeah, this would be one where if there's any way that you can buy it locally so you can put your hands on yeah, it, it would so be a good idea. Because like, yeah. like Blakely was saying, these things are made in halves and when they put them together, sometimes the halves don't line up perfectly. So on the underside of the handle, there might be a seam that will yeah. end up giving you a blister really quick. And this is only if you get it from like a, a you know, a weird yeah. company you've never heard of. If yeah, we've never had from, problems um, with any of our rogue kettlebells right. like that. And I have a bunch of used kettlebells and some kettlebells I got from some local companies and they've all been great. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's kettlebells. <laughs> we like them. Yes. All right. So if your squat rack slash power rack didn't have a pull-up bar, you're going to want a pull-up bar. Pull bar. So there's different options for this. Um, the, the, the gist of it is it's either, it either needs to mount to the wall or it needs to mount to the ceiling. Because you can't have it just freestanding in the middle of the room. <laughs> we don't recommend the door frame ones. They're, they're really limiting. Um, plus, they kind of make me nervous watching some of these adults do yeah. pull-ups on their door casing. In general, are they like this? Only? I think they have both kinds. Okay. Nobody could see that on the podcast oh, version. Sorry. <laughs> um, so anyway, like... Most of the companies that sell gym equipment now sell pull-up bars or there's tons of on Amazon. But essentially, you're going to get two brackets that either attach to the wall or the ceiling mm-hmm. and then a section of pipe that goes between them so that you can mount the, bra- the brackets as far apart as you want to and then trim your pipe to, right. to fit. Having, having installed a whole bunch of these, I would recommend that you um, do some Googling and before you just like attach these to the wall, think about the framing that's in the wall and look at putting up a large piece of lumber up against your wall first horizontally screwed to all the studs in your wall and then mount your pull-up bar to that so that it disperses the load across multiple studs instead of just into the two studs that you attach the brackets into yeah all that construction stuff coming back and um are you recommending just buy a piece of pipe or what most of the companies come with a piece of pipe now the only reason we bought pipe from that plumbing supply company because we were putting like 15 okay, feet yeah. through multiple brackets. So if, it, if you're getting a pull-up bar that comes with pipe, it's going to be a good powder-coated piece of pipe. Yeah. You're gonna, the same thing with the kettlebell, the issue is you're going to want it to be smooth enough that your hands can rotate and not, you know, yeah. aggravate them. And I would <laughs> say um, our preference would probably be the ones that mount to the wall instead of the ceiling because, as we're going to talk about later, when you're setting up your space... You try to keep as much of the area in the middle of the room clear as you can. So the ones that mount to the wall would be yes, our first choice, I feel sure. like. All right, let's move on okay. to a box. All right. What are we going to use a box for? Box jumps, box Jump. step-ups, step-ups with weight. Resting between sets. <laughs> <laughs> a place for the dog to sit. A place for the dog to sit. All right. Very useful tool. The they, are, they are useful. So... Um, it would be instead of buying like a box that can only be one height 
which was kind of the old school way of these mm-hmm. things are like kind of shaped like a trapezoid or something you want to buy one of these multi-side yes. boxes that you can flip different directions and it'll be different height standard heights are going to be like 16 on one side 20 on the other and 24, and 24 on, the, on other. the other and then there's larger ones that are like uh, 20 24 and 30 and 30 right mm-hmm. so we have one of each personally yeah. but most people can get by with the one that just goes 16 20 24 i feel like yeah um these cost about 125 bucks online but if you are a diy kind of person you can buy a sheet of plywood at home depot for 50 dollars. and there's tons of templates mm-hmm. you can download online to teach you how to build it with some screws some glue and a piece of uh, yeah. scrap two by four that you put inside to brace yeah all, i mean all the, the boxes we used we only have one row box and we had 15 boxes made at the gym and they were all homemade homemade homemade. yeah you can save a bundle if you have if you know somebody with some wood cutting skills yeah i suppose you could pay home depot to cut it for you but (laughs) all right so we recommend a box moving on to another dream list item yep slam balls slam balls what the heck is a slam ball i love slam balls slam balls the object you take it's like i don't know exactly what's in is it sand maybe maybe you know it's it's like full they weigh 15 20 30 pounds and you just slam it on the ground and when it lands it like dead weight on the ground yeah great great conditioning not a lot of i don't know that a lot of people have these but i would grab some if you can get some great conditioning tool yep um and they're probably one of these things that will pop back up yeah because like not a lot of people are after slam balls good substitute for people who get back pain when they do kettlebell swings is slam balls these are about two bucks a pound yeah. So as so, far as weights, so the women would go from fifteen to twenty, and the guys would go from like a twenty or thirty. Yep. So and there you're you good go. Good to go. Yep. You could Simple. get two. You could get a, a fifteen and a twenty, or a twenty and a thirty, and you're set. Yeah, and they'll last forever too. Yep. All right, really easy one here: a jump rope. A jump rope. You know, Blakely was going to mention a jump rope. Well, let me go through the kinds of jump rope yeah. real quick. So there's jelly ropes, and then there's speed ropes. The speed ropes are the ones that are made of wire. Um, and then when you're looking into the speed ropes, you're going to want to look for the ones with bearings in the handles. And you, it's super easy. To, even if you're looking on Amazon, you just look up speed rope bearings. And that means that the handles spin independently of the rope. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's all one piece, whenever you're turning, it's not going to... Um, I'm turning like people are seeing me, but yeah. yeah. It's not going to be as smooth. <laughs> um, the, jelly, the, the, the benefit of the speed rope over the jelly rope is lighter. So saves your arms. You can go through more reps without resting and it's quicker if you're working into these double unders um it's just this the rope will turn faster the the downside of those is they're metal so you need to be on a gym surface like a rubber matted surface if you use these outdoors the um the coating that's on them will just come off and literally it'll make sparks under your feet yeah, you'll slice yourself up terrifying and then you'll end up with some major slices on your skin so if you can only jump rope on concrete, I would go for a jelly rope. Yeah. I don't. I haven't actually looked into if they make a speed rope that is okay on concrete. I've never seen one. Um, yeah. I've looked before. But, um, so, concrete only jumping, jelly rope. You can even do double unders with jelly rope. It's Heck fine. Yeah. yeah. It just takes a little more muscle to get those to spin around. Um, but if you can jump rope on a gym surface, then I would go for a speed rope. Because yeah. even if you're just staying with singles, it's just lighter. You can go through more reps, and it, it, it and they turn really fast. Yeah, how much are these? 
uh, anywhere from like 10, I mean, you can spend up to 50 bucks on a, a, a good speed rope. So yeah. I would go, if you're buying one with bearings, I'd go in that 15 to 25 range. Yeah. I like that. That's right. good enough. All right. Let's talk about rings. Okay. Like gymnastics rings like yeah. you see in the Olympics. <laughs> so these are cool because you can hang them from your pull-up bar or they make brackets that go from the ceiling. Yes. And you can do things like um, rows, which are great for building up the backs of your shoulders and your back for shoulder health. Um, you can do dips yes. on them. If you're really gymnastic, you can hang up from a tree and do muscle-ups. You can do static holds. Yeah. Like, yeah. L-sits. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's a lot of fun things you can do with rings. And another reason to throw them on this list is because they're pretty cheap and they're pretty easy to find. But they make them in wood and they make them in plastic. If you're planning to keep them outside a lot, get the plastic ones. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, get the wood ones. They're easier on your hands yes. in the long run. And pretty much anything you can do on a set of TRX straps, you can do with rings. Mm-hmm. So you probably save a lot of money versus a TRX system. Yeah, and they're portable too. So it's one of these things, like if you're going on a trip, you can grab the rings, take them with you, hang them up on a tree anywhere, and, and still get some pulling work and a lot of a lot of good work in Yeah. So these are only like 50 to $75 for a pair, a pair yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're available online. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about an ab mat, yes. A-B-M-A-T. Ab-mat. What is this thing? This is a pad that goes under your low back when you do sit-ups. And it doesn't help you do the sit-ups. What it does is like supports the low back and it allows you to do a more efficient sit-up. Mm-hmm. So these are, I really recommend these as opposed to just doing a, a sit-up on the floor. And these are, yeah. These are $30. $30? Okay. Yeah. I didn't think they were that much, but yeah. Having one or two, two if, you, if there's two of you working out is all you need. And they also can double as a knee pad, like if you're doing lunges and you're you're on concrete or something like that. That's so, true, yeah. I mean, you gotta have some good aim, but yeah, they can. All right, so an ab mat, if you got right. time and money for it, you can find those on Amazon even now. I have had a couple yeah. of clients grab those, and yep. All right, let's talk about a pretty big expense here, but important flooring. flooring. People sometimes forget about flooring. But if you're setting up an outdoor space, especially on a concrete floor, you might want some rubber flooring. Right. So there's a lot of different stuff out there. Our preference, because we have a lot of experience with it, we know it works in commercial applications, is the horse stall mats. Yes, I said horse stall, like you would put in a barn. That's yes. literally what they are. You buy them at a place like Tractor Supply Company or a local um, you know, farm, yeah. to, <laughs> farm to market store, is that a thing? So these come in half inch thick or three quarter inch thick, and they're like four feet by six feet Mm -hmm. in size. So you have to just put them together, kind of like a puzzle in your garage, cut them with the jigsaw. It's a a pain in the butt. But a warning, they weigh 100 pounds each. They are 100 pounds each, (laughs) so recruit a friend. With a truck, <laughs> we put we put. I purchased fifty two when I opened my gym, and luckily I had a whole bunch of people show up yeah. and help us move these and put them in place. But they're they will tear up your hands. They are quite heavy. <laughs> so that's the flooring that we like. Um, it's about forty five dollars for one of these four by six mm-hmm. sheets, um, but they will last a long time. Also, they're really oh, yeah. easy to mop and keep clean. Yeah. And then if you don't want to invest in a complete floor for your space. Companies like Rogue make these individual mats, kind of like oversized yoga mats that have a lot more padding to them that you can roll out 
and, yeah. and work out on. Those Those are about 70 bucks. Yeah. Um, so think about that if you can't afford so, it. For so them. a couple of important things when you're looking at flooring, though, is to have a stable surface. Like, you're not going to want something... You're not going to want to put down a pad that, like, a, maybe like a gymnastics pad or something like your kids would tumble on. That is going to have a lot of give in it because whenever you're doing squats, deadlifts, things, and you're moving around, that can get dangerous. Yeah. So you're either going to want to be on a solid surface like concrete or one of these solid made pad, like uh, the horse yeah. stall mats are very solid. Yeah. So they're not going to give. Buying flooring is not a substitute for having a stable floor, like, right. underneath it. This is just to provide you with some cushion yeah. and an easier-to-clean surface. Yeah, but I mean, like, don't use, like, a gymnastics mat as a pad oh, yeah. for the flooring to stand on or something soft like that because you're not going to want to. Yeah, that's, you're, you're, you know, that's you like recipe for a rolled ankle yeah. right there. <laughs> okay, so that's flooring. Um, there's a whole bunch of flooring options, but we could spend all day talking about that. <laughs> okay, so Blakely wanted to add this one on because she loves it. A crossover symmetry system. Why don't you explain yes. what that is? So the crossover symmetry system is it's um, similar to TRX bands. It comes with uh, bands with handles on the end, and you attach them to the wall, and you can do it as a warm-up. You can do it as a recovery. You can do it as a cool-down, or you can do it as a strength or a rehab for your upper body. So it's a series of eight movements where you're crossing the band over and you're pulling um, like you're doing like basically like reverse flies and different things like that with, with these bands. But like I said, it's a great a great tool for both strengthening your upper body and to use if you were ever to have an injury and you can use it for rehab and very portable. You can toss these mm-hmm. in a bag um, and go. And, and you can the get benefit, super creative with them too. Yeah, you can. The benefit of the crossover symmetry package as opposed to buying these like kind of cheaper aftermarket ones is you get the instruction little placard. placard to hang on the wall so you know exactly what you're supposed to do and the quality is superior. We actually had one pair of crossover symmetry at the gym and then tried to buy some <laughs> knockoffs. knockoffs and they were just stretched halfway across the room. And they just <laughs> they, they, did, they did not stand up to the quality of the crossover yeah. symmetry bands. And I've had these for years and years and years and years and years and one actually broke and they sent me another one right away That's i mean true. it's like one pair will last you five yeah. years yeah if you take care That's, of them i would say yeah or more so this system costs about two hundred dollars two hundred dollars yeah so comes with a bag comes with like a ball that you can roll on your back yeah so like yeah to work out some kinks yep but great yeah great for strength for shoulder the shoulders great for rehab all right so that's that let's talk about a hip circle hip circle Good what one the heck these. is a hip circle so the hip circle is actually probably a trademark name by Mark Bell's company. Yeah. But we actually recommend going ahead and getting the legit hip circle because we've had knockoffs of of that also, and yes. the quality always lacks. They'll dig into your leg. The stretchiness doesn't feel right. right. So basically, this is a thick elastic band that you put around just above your knees, mm-hmm. and it allows you to do all kinds of different glute exercises. Right. You know, um, Anything you do with your legs, you can add this and make it more difficult, right. essentially. So and you can along squat, with a whole bunch you can of other do stuff. some side steps. You can do all kinds of glute strengthening accessory. It's a, like the crossover symmetry for your lower body. That's a, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> so we, we would recommend getting a hip circle. These are only about 30 bucks. They're on uh, Mark Bell's website or on Amazon. They're on Amazon. If you look up hip circle, yeah. you'll find it. Yep. All right. TheraBands. We Thera love bands, these things. Yes. We tell all of, our, all of our clients to get these. Mm-hmm. These are essentially just latex or non-latex ban- bands. They have both variety. We recommend the pack that comes with a silver, a blue, and a black. Mm-hmm. They're on Amazon. Uh, they are 
only 20 bucks and there's so much you can do with this. Yeah. I mean, you could get, you could take these on vacation and get just about an entire workout with them as long as you could find some place to hook it onto or loop it over. Right, yeah, usually, I mean, you can do most of them just stepping on the band and using it for curls, for rows, yeah. for face pulls. So I mean, much. we put these yeah. in all of our clients' warm-ups. I mean, yeah. we use them as cool ways to add volume on different muscle groups. They're pretty killer. Yeah. And you can't beat the price, so they're right. easy to store. So get you some TheraBands. And getting the... Like going for the brand, is, is there a brand, the brand? Yeah. Okay. Versus some cheaper ones. Again, we had this experience. Yeah. Like they, they tend to pop. Not as, <laughs> not as good of quality. Don't last as long. We've had the TheraBands, I mean, forever. Yeah. They, those don't break. The other ones would just like snap and randomly yeah, yeah, this, class. That can be a comedy when those snap. <laughs> All right. So moving on from this $20 set of TheraBands to some more <laughs> expensive stuff. Let's talk about some cardio Equipment yeah. a, compl- a, a complete garage gym has some way to get some cardio in outside of running outside. Outside of running outside. So yeah. the, the things we recommend most for that would be a, a Concept Two rower. Yeah. Right. For sure. Uh, so much you can do with that. You can do yeah. short and intense workouts. You can do long intense workouts. Um, and then something like a, a fan, an, an air bike, like you yeah. know, one with a fan or one of the belt drive ones. But mm-hmm. uh, we like the the assault bike because you can also use your arms at the same time versus a spin bike where you're just stationary and you can torture yourself as much or as little as you want to on these things. Mm-hmm. The downside is that they're expensive. they're expensive. These are going to yeah. set you back a thousand bucks right? and they're not much cheaper used. So, um, but the value, I mean, they hold their value. Hold their value. Yeah. You can probably sell it five years later for $50 less than you paid for it. Yeah. So in the dream gym, you would probably have one of each. One of each. If you could only have one, I would start with the rower. Yeah. And then later on, add the bike. Yeah, the rower is nice too because it can fold up if mm-hmm. your ceiling is yeah, tall enough to store out of the way. Yep. The assault bike takes up some floor space. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much right. wraps up the dream list. Next, we're going to talk about um, if you couldn't do all that, but what would be the practical list of what you could get right now? So I see a total here at the bottom of your... Page. Oh yeah, I wanted to bring that up real quick. If you were to buy all this, and remember there were some ranges on some of this stuff, mm-hmm. but I added it up, you better be ready to spend somewhere between three and five thousand dollars, depending on how rich your tastes mm-hmm. are. But that's not that bad. I mean, if you think about, it, then you're set. You know, set. You're set at home. Yep. You don't have to worry about a membership at a gym. You don't have to worry about other people's sweat on your stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have a space to do it, that's yeah. a bargain. For sure. Okay, so let's talk about the practical list now. We finished with the dream list. Let's talk about the things that you can probably get your hands on right now and that are not really expensive and that you can make a bunch of progress with. All right. So um, let's look for dumbbells and look for, when you look for dumbbells, look for appropriate range for you. Maybe like in that 10 to 25 to 30 range for the women and the 15 to about 50 for men. Um, That'll give you something to start with and to grow into. Um, look for those bands, those TheraBands. You can buy those today on Amazon. Those are great for accessory movements. Those are great if you're traveling. You can stick those in your bag and still make progress on a trip. Um, go ahead and grab that hip circle. You can get those today on Amazon, and those are great for extra glute work. Um, jump ropes, again, are easy to find right now, and that's just a great extra little tool to have um, for some cardio. And then a box. Make a box. Buy a box get an old aerobic step box something to step onto is just gonna these are all gonna give you just variety in your workouts yep so we got dumbbells we got bands we got a hip circle we got a jump rope and we got a box and you can probably get all this stuff 
for like 600 bucks, most of which is the cost of the dumbbells. Yeah. So um, hopefully that's doable for you because yeah. you can make a lot of progress for 600 bucks. For sure. So those are the lists of equipment. Let's talk okay. about some tips for both setting up your own space and just for making the most progress with all this stuff. Okay. So what do you want to say about, you know, doing this in your house versus out of your house? Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, if you had the opportunity, I would probably set this up outside of your house unless you have, like, exercise room in your house. But, you know, yeah. do, using all this stuff in your living room and in your bedroom is probably going to be more of a motivational challenge or maybe a logistical challenge. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people right, right now that are working out of their bedrooms and that are making great progress and stuff like that. But if you're working on an ideal situation, you want to have your own this, uh, your, you, you know, your, your space where you're going to work out as its own space. And maybe that's a garage that you also share for a laundry or your car, but that, you know, that's, that's a different story. So, um, having your own space for all of this stuff and also having it outside would be my preference. Um, it allows you to get sweaty. It allows you to be close to where you can run. And I think you're just going to put more intensity into it if you're working out outside in a space rather than in an indoor space in a living room or a bedroom. Yeah, you might not want to get as sweaty on your carpet yeah, as you I think would I do, outside. Yeah, the intensity level. Okay, so another thing we'd recommend is kind of like not rushing to set up all this stuff at, in the first week of getting it all because you don't know exactly how you're going to use this space. You don't want to go to a bunch of hassle of attaching things to the walls that end up not being where you want them. So do some workouts with all of your equipment before you start installing things just to kind of figure out the flow of your space. Yeah. And then I kind of alluded to this earlier, but using the perimeter of your space to attach things to for storage and things like that will leave the middle of the room more open for actual exercise. Yeah. So don't rush to do any kind of storage or um, installing anything in the middle of the room. Try to keep things on the perimeter mm -hmm. of the room to keep the floor space clear. Yeah, and we would suggest building like platforms for things. The more things you can get off the ground, the less cluttered it is. We just have like, even in my gym, we ever, pretty much everything was homemade <laughs> except for the equipment, like all the storage things were homemade. And just getting things like a shelf for the dumbbells, places to store things where off, off the ground, it's less dusty mm -hmm. and it's easier to access and it just it makes it look a little bit clearer. Yeah, the more things you can hang on the wall, not touching the ground, yes, it's easier to clean the floor. And you just be amazed how anything on the floor collects cobwebs and sure, dust like and dog hair and whatever. So yeah. hang as many things as you can on the on the walls. And yeah. you know, even like looking at places like Home Depot in the garage storage section, like mm -hmm. you can repurpose a lot of this kind of hardware to attach things or hang things on the wall. Yeah. You don't have to buy a hundred dollar barbell holding thing from Rogue. You know, For you sure. can yeah. get something that you would normally hang like a garden hose on. Yeah. and hang your barbell on the wall yeah and we did a cool thing at this in this garage with our dumbbells is like we built we just had a big piece of wood he cut it in half and he almost made like where it looks like the perimeter of the uh, garage is a bench mm -hmm. and then underneath is some heavier equipment like the heavier kettlebells um like sandbags and stuff and then on top are the dumbbells and so that just gets the dumbbells off the floor they're easy to access and everything kind of has its space yeah and and thinking about some sort of bins that you can buy or make to put the smaller stuff in just yeah. so it's not loose and collecting dust and hair like um you know like milk crates this is for stuff like foam rollers and 
you know, wrist wraps and all that miscellaneous stuff. Get it into something so that it's not just out in the open and loose. It'll make it feel better, make it look cleaner, and make it actually stay cleaner. Yeah. Let's talk real quick about lighting. Okay. I don't think a lot of people think about this yeah. until they start working out in there and it's dark. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of a lot of garages and basements and things like that, they have fairly low ceilings and don't really have any lighting except maybe one light bulb hanging in the center of the room. So uh, you're going to be more likely to enjoy the space if you can actually see what's going on and it doesn't feel like you're going into a dungeon. And, yeah, and it's, you know, it's ple a pleasing look in, in there. Right. Gonna, you're going to want to be, in, you know, an inviting space. You're going to want to be in there more. Yeah, so even like some cheap Christmas lights put off a nice <laughs> ambient Maybe amount yeah. of light. You know, they're, they're really cheap. You just string them around the room. Looking for those really slim LED lights that you can kind of link together, you know, put them in, in dark places in the room. You know, it's even like $50 worth of lighting would make a big yeah. difference in a dank garage or basement. Yeah, we did that exact thing in this garage. It was very dark. It's an older house. Um, one light bulb in the garage and then the garage, you know, door light, which is nothing. And you put up the three linked LED mm -hmm. lights and then one strand of Christmas lights up in the rafters made such a difference yeah such so a difference get you some yeah. lighting that you enjoy yep. speaking of things you enjoy music you're yeah. going to want something to listen to yeah when you're in there i mean headphones is one way to go if you're working out by yourself we're working out together so um having a stereo and then having or like a bluetooth kind of thing and then having a device that's kind of dedicated to run the music is nice keeps you off of your phone that is your music device and if you ever want to video record yourself with your phone, it doesn't interrupt the music playing yeah, through yeah. Bluetooth. So get a nice little Bluetooth stereo that you like. Yeah. Set you up some fit radio. <laughs> um, this, this one was really a, a switch from coming from Texas. We we're always looking at having fans yeah. to keep the space cool. And now here, and now here we don't use fans, we use heaters. We use heaters. <laughs> so, you know, if the space needs to be cooler or hotter for yeah. you to feel motivated to get out there then take that into consideration yeah. you know um, a, a fan goes a long way and for sure. keep you from passing out yeah um, a clock mm -hmm. a lot of workouts that we do are timed yep. so having something other than your phone to keep time on is good yeah there's cheap timers available on Amazon yeah and you can just mount these to the wall somewhere and usually they come with a little remote and three two one go and you're yeah. All set. So think about getting a clock. Um, so, you know, like I said earlier, take your time setting up your space. It'll keep you from having to move stuff around that you've already attached to the wall. And, and, you know, if you find that something's not working, don't be afraid to move it because you're in this for the long haul. So make it something that you enjoy using. You'll be a lot more consistent. Yep. So that pretty much covers the equipment and the, the setup. But let's talk about some brands that we trust. Okay. You know, Equipment is super hard to find right now as we're recording this, but um, some companies are doing like lottery systems. Some, when you go to buy a piece of equipment, will tell you that's out, that you can get notified when they have it. So and I would, things are not going to always be like this. There will, you know, right? Things, the equipment will catch up with the demand and you'll just be able to buy when you want to, I hope. <laughs> I uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like generally speaking, we would recommend buying the, the nicest equipment that you can comfortably afford because. It will last longer, it'll hold its value longer. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think these brands that we're gonna tell you fall into that category. So our favorite for sure, because we're sponsored here on my shirt, is, <laughs> is Rogue Fitness. 
Uh, a lot of their stuff is made in America. They have amazing customer service. If something ever is wrong, they always take care of it right away. They have a really slick website and app. So if you can buy something from Rogue, then we recommend that. One cool thing that they have on their website is they do a three ships free, and they even put some heavy equipment in this. So that's one thing to factor in is when you're buying online is the shipping. But if you can just, they have a whole category on their website where you can just look at the three ships free, pick out the yeah. items from them, and it ships free. That's a great way to like look for some of these items. So yeah. Even in, add, add a heavy item and then add two cheaper items. That's true. Yeah. And you can get it shipped for free. Shipping on a few hundred pounds of kettlebells can get expensive. Yes. Okay, so Rogue, of course, um, Rep Fitness is another one. We we haven't personally had any of their equipment, but a lot of our clients have. Um, Fringe Sports, I think they're out of Austin. Same kind of thing. I know a lot of people who yeah. had a lot of their equipment and recommend it. Titan is um, a little bit on the lower end, but I think they sell a lot of Chinese-made stuff, but they have some nicer stuff also, so I would take their stuff on a case-by-case basis. Um, GetRx, that's a company out of Houston that makes a lot of stuff that's geared towards CrossFit gyms, but they also have everything else, you know, all the barbells and stuff. We've had a lot of experience with their equipment. Never had any big problems. Um, We talked about the adjustable dumbbells before. Uh-huh. I know Bowflex makes one. I know a company called Powerblock makes one. And I think there's other companies just coming out with them now because yeah. there's such demand. Sure. So you can look for those. Never heard any problems um, yeah. from any of our clients with any of that stuff. Cap Fitness has been around a long time. It's just CAP. They make pretty much everything or at least they rebrand mm-hmm. um, stuff from companies. So that's another place to look. And then we've talked about this before, but you know, posting something on your own personal social media that you're actively looking for something is a good way to drum up stuff. Just because yeah. so many people over the years have bought stuff that's sitting around, mm-hmm. they had good intentions to use and haven't. Yeah. They would rather see it go to a good home and make the money off of it. Right. Um, and then you know, just being proactive on places like Facebook Marketplace. And Craigslist, just be careful for scammers. Yeah, well, so and, the, and this is a strange time right now, so I don't know how it will be this year, but we outfitted both uh, our first our garage gym and then my CrossFit gym on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Incredible deals. Black Friday. Uh, lots of good sh- good deals on shipping. So that was a, that's a, I don't know, like I said, I don't know how it will be this year with yeah. the demand and equipment, but that's a great time to shop for this stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of our thoughts, you know, think about where you're at, think about um, how much money you have to spend, uh, what your goals are, look at your space, see what you think you can fit. And if you have any questions about any of this stuff, feel free to send us a message. Have a great day. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a personal favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review and be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for the latest and greatest content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we have a few different ways we can help. We offer one-on-one nutrition coaching, 100% custom workout programs based on your goals, and we offer both a 12-week barbell strength building program called Built as well as a 12-week full-body fitness program that can be done at home. We call it Body. Get all the details and reach out to us through the website at digitalbarbell.com. Have a great day.